Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, Here Am I, Send Me. It shall be focused on a study of Isaiah chapter 6. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, like Isaiah said, that's our prayer today. Here we are, send us. We thank thee, Lord, that there's a dying world which does not know you. And Father, you've set our hearts on fire and you, your Shekinah glory is within our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And we pray, Father, may you shine forth and push out all the dross and worldliness out of our lives until we are living epistles read of our men. Help us, Father, to yield ourselves to your purpose. And Lord, that we might become more and more like thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, asking you, Lord, to take some coals from out of the altar and sanctify our mouths and our minds and purify us before thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Isaiah chapter 6. Chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord, saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go, and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate, and the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. But yet in it shall be a tenth, and it shall return, and shall be eaten, as a teal tree, and as an oak, whose substance is in them. When they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Burnham, titled, The Influence of Another. This was preached in 1962, on October the 13th. We'll begin at paragraph 89 up to paragraph 195 
I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. The vision at the temple, he saw on, on the throne God lifted up. God being lifted up. Now you see, this king that he had made an example before Isaiah, and Isaiah seen that that king, as soon as he got out of his calling, well, God smote him with leprosy. Then Isaiah thought, what must I do? Uzziah was dead. He leaned heavy on his arm. And he thought he was gone. What would he do? Life itself was gone for him nearly. So what did the young prophet do? He made his way down to the temple to pray. He fell down at the altar and he cried out. Sometimes God lets the very props be knocked from under us. Sometimes he lets sickness strike us. He lets disappointments, heartaches strike us. Sometimes he does that to get you where you'd be influenced by the gospel. Be wise enough to catch it. Don't be stupid enough to walk away from it. Notice, Isaiah knows that he must find something different. So what did he do? He went to the temple. He raised up his hands and he cried out to God. And he fell into a vision. And as he fell into the vision, he saw God. Not on a throne down here, but lifted up. Way up. Oh, my. His train was following him. He lifted up into the heavens. And he saw back and forth through the temple, seraphims flying. Oh, my. Seraphims. It means uh, uh, burners. The word seraphim means, which it is next to the altar. Actually, the seraphims is the one who receives the sacrifice and cleanses the worshiper and then presents him to God. The seraphim does. Now, this seraphims was angelic beings and they are the very next ones to God right at the altar and they receive the sacrifice. It shows the justice of God that sin cannot come in His presence unless it's been atoned for. And these seraphims, remember in the seven church ages, how they guarded them gospels? One on either side. Remember we took them back to the Garden of Eden with a flaming sword standing there? They guard the altar. And Isaiah, that great prophet, when he fell into the Spirit, he saw first God setting way up into the heavens above any earthly king. So I saw the king. The Lord setting high and lifted up. Then he saw the real king. And his train was following him. And he saw seraphim flying through the building. They had wings over their face, wings over their feet. And they were flying with two wings. And they were crying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. What a a music. What a rhythm. You say they must have been saying it very lightly. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Isaiah said, when they spoke, the pillars of the building shook at their voice. They wasn't just saying, now holy, holy, holy. 
Oh, what a voice! And said the pillars moved and shook at their voice. They were screaming. Those angelic beings standing next to the side of God screamed, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God What a vision. Oh, my. Notice, again, Isaiah, who had been leaning on Uzekiah's arm and saw him die under the judgment of God, and then saw these holy beings that was next to the side of God, the seraphims, crying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, and them holy angels covered their face. Holy angels covered holy faces in the midst of a holy God. And who are we? Ah, oh, you Methodists and Baptists and Presbyterians and Pentecostals. <laughs> who are we? When holy angels hide their holy faces under the wings to stand in the presence of God. When angels a being that's actually beyond angels. The angels don't stand there. Only the seraphim. They're beyond angels. And God's so holy until they cover their face in the presence of the holy God. And the only thing they could say was, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. A special covering for him. To stand in the presence of God. What kind of a covering do we need? They had to be covered. But I want to say this right now. The blood of Jesus Christ is all sufficient. <laughs> See, Christ never died for them seraphims. No, no. But they were created beings. He never died for angels. He died for sinners. He never died for holy people. He died for unholy as long as you think you're holy, he never done you no good. But when you realize you're nothing, then he died. He died for you, see. When you realize that you're nothing, then he's used what he died for. God's all holy. There's nothing to him but holiness. That's all. Purity. Now, let's note these wings for a few minutes. We find out that two wings he covered his face with. My, think even holy angels covered their holy faces in the presence of the holy God. And the only thing they could say was, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. And we're told that they cried day and night. That's the first step from God coming down. Day and night. No letting up. And you think that we make a lot of noise. What do you think about millions of those? around the throne with a voice that shook the temple pillars. Amen. When only one of them cried, Holy, Holy, Lord. You know, His voice <laughs> shook the temple. When millions of them crying around the throne of God, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. With wings over their faces, wings over their feet. <laughs> with wings, reverence, respects. Oh, my now, there's no reverence or respect for anything that talks about holiness. <laughs> you talk about holiness, you're called a holy roller. 
for no reverence, no respects, for neither God, His people, or His Word. Amen. Now, where's this bunch going to wind up at? <laughs> I think you're right, Ben. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head that time, son. <laughs> yes, that's about right. Where will this irreverent group wind up at then? Where will this irreverent bunch wind up? That's it, the ones that has got no respect at all for God. You know, it used to be if a woman or a man said they was a Christian, people respected it. But today, they just like to see how much fun they can make out of it. Irreverent group. My. Why? You know what? This is a reason they're not conscious that that's the truth. They're not conscious of God. They don't remember that the Bible says that the angels of God are encamped about those who fear Him. They don't only just come and visit them, they, they stick their tents down. <laughs> Amen. The angels of God are encamped about those who fear His name. Stay there day and night. Oh, colored brother sang that song, The angels keep watching over me. That all day, all night, angels keep watching over me. <laughs> That's right. All day and all night. Angels, keep watching over me. Jesus said about them little ones, said, Take heed that you don't offend one of them, for their angels always behold my Father's face which is in heaven. They're always camped about, watching those. And they don't even believe that, ungodly people. We're going to get on what godliness and ungodliness is in the morning, if Lord willing. Now, notice, they don't even believe that. They've lost all decency, all respects, all reverence. And yet go to church. The most irreverent bunch there is is them who goes to church. Right? No bootleggers, moonshiner come down the street, pass around half drunk. You talk to him about the Lord, he stands talk to you. Some of those moss back so called believers, church members will laugh right in your face because you don't know the right. Certainly. They're irreverent. You think you have to belong to their little clique or you don't even live on their side of the road, see? It's the truth. Irreverent. Now, these angels, when they're in God's presence, they was believed it. David said, you remember we had here a few nights ago when I was preaching on something, and he said, David said, I place the Lord always before me, that I shall not be moved. Moreover, he said, then when I do that, my flesh shall rest in hope. <laughs> yes, sir. Because I know what, he will not leave my soul in hell, neither suffer his holy one to see corruption. For the Lord is always before me. Wherever you go, praise God. If a man gets angry and cusses you, place God between you and him. If a guy calls you a holy roller, place God between you and him. If the wife gets angry with you, place God. If the husband gets angry, place God. If the children aggravate you, place God. Whatever you do, place God. If Papa and Mama gives you a little spanking and crush you, place God. Remember what God said about that. Bring up a child the way it should go. See, always remember. Place God. Put God before you and you'll have reverence for God and respects for Him. That's right. Now watch. Two wings, He covered His face. And two wings, that meant reverence. Reverence before God, bowed, covered His face. Now, we, we don't have any wings to cover our face with. We bow our heads at His feet. Bow our heads and pray in reverence. 
respects. Yes, sir, recognize it. And two wings, he covered his feet. His feet covered his feet represented humility and respect. Like Moses. Moses, in the, the respects of God telling him he was on holy ground, he took off his shoes. See? He did something to his feet. Paul, in respects to God, reverence. When the angel of the Lord come before him at pillar of fire, he fell on the ground on his face. Respects. John the Baptist, he had such respects when he saw Jesus coming, he said, I'm not even worthy to touch his feet. See, the feet showing respects. Oh, be conscious. Here's only one thing to be conscious of. Your littleness. If you want to get somewhere with God, make yourself real little. Don't make yourself big like hey, hey. Hezekiah, uh, he got in there and he, he said, I'll do this anyhow. Whether I, you ain't got no business telling me. See, he should have made himself humble. Yes, servants of Christ. Pardon me. You'd have never talked leprosy. No. I know that's your job. God called you. That's your office. You go ahead and do it, sirs. I'm very sorry. Back to all, there had been a different writing in this book. But when he was corrected, he got angry. You correct people about something or tell them about the wrongdoing. They'll leave the church. They won't know. go to somebody. Tell women they shouldn't wear short hair. Well, I'll go somewhere where they can wear it. A lady went here some time ago. I sent my wife down. I was in a meeting. She didn't have time to wash her hair. And she, I told her to go to one of them there beauty shops and get her hair washed. She went over there, and that lady didn't even know how to put her hair up. She had twists around the top braid. Right? Come on, son. I never wash anybody's hair with long hair. So I don't know. Oh, my. See? They don't know what it's all about. Why? It's because a weak pulpit they've been sitting under. A weak pulpit. They won't tell the truth. They compromise with it. See? Better, it's been better if you hear it and you talk to one of them, they'll get up and blow up and say, I'll never hear that holy roller again. See? Go ahead. Use a kind. That's right. Leprosy. Why, well, I'd rather have leprosy any time than that kind of leprosy. That's leprosy of the soul. When you go up and broke out, you right then broke out again in leprosy. Sin, which is worse than leprosy. It's a leprosy of the soul. Uzziah probably went and slept with his fathers, the Bible says, which he was saved because he just did something wrong. But when you do it, knowing better, then you break out leprosy of the soul. And then there's no way to take a leper soul in, you know that. So then, make yourself little. Humble yourself before God. Recognize. Don't get all puffed up and blow up. Search the Scriptures and see if it's Amen. right. I told someone not long ago, they said, Brother Bam, I understand that you're Jesus only. I said, you understood wrong. I said, I am not Jesus only. I said, well, you baptize in Jesus' name. I said, that don't make me Jesus only. I said, Jesus only doctrine. They baptize to regeneration. I don't believe in that. I don't believe it as soon as you're baptized in Jesus' name, remit your, soul, your sins. I believe Peter said, repent first. Turn around. You missed the mark. Go back. Repent and then show to the world that you've been in being baptized. I believe re- that I don't believe in being born again is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's being reborn again. We're reborn by the blood. Blood cell comes from the, I mean, life cell comes from the blood. You're baptized the Holy Ghost into the body, but you're born by the blood. Absolutely. You're born by the blood of your father. I'm born again by the blood of my father, by your, our father Christ. Yes, sir. But you see, we don't believe that stuff because we baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't make us Jesus only. Not at all. No, sir. Yes, sir. Moses humbled himself in the presence. When he heard the voice of God come forth, like I said, take off your shoes. 
Moses reached right down and jerked his shoes off. That's right. Paul, when that light smote him to the ground, he said, Saul, Saul, I persecuted thou me. He said, Lord, who are you? Right down to the ground. Who is it? said, I'm Jesus. That pillar of fire. I'm Jesus. Hard to kick against the priest. He said, Lord, what must I do? <laughs> he was ready. John the Baptist saw him coming. One of the greatest men, Jesus said, there never had been a man born of a woman as great as John. And when John saw him, he recognized him so little, he said, I'm not worthy to take his shoes off. Yeah. Hey, man. Always notice a big man humbles himself. The way up is down. Always. Make yourself little and God will bring you up. He that exalts himself shall be abased, but he that humbles himself shall be exalted. Oh, my. I like that. Make yourself little. Always be little. Don't be the big shot. Be the little fellow. God's the only one among us that's big anyhow. That's right. You always say, it's a holy church. The holy people. Oh, no. It's a holy God. That's right. And an unholy church and unholy people. Right. They know such thing as a holy church. It's a holy God in the church. It's not a holy people. It's a holy ghost in the people. And you're talking to other people. They're talking to the holy ghost that's in the people. Amen. That's the, that's the right word. Amen. That struck home. I felt that one. Yes, sir. He liked that. Glory. Yes, sir. All right. Make yourself little. He covered his face with two. Reverence. He humbled himself but covered his feet. Now, thirdly, with two he did fly. He put himself in action. <laughs> with two of them. He's reverent before God. He was humble before God. Not only that, he just didn't sit there, but he put himself in action. <laughs> Talk about it. Amen. Amen. Put himself in action. Whatever he had, he's ready to go with it. Yes, sir. Only thing he could say was, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. But he put himself in action with that. That's right. He got in action. That's what the church needs tonight. Is first be reverent. Next thing, be humble. Then get yourself in action. Yes, sir. He showed the prophet. When he showed the prophet how he represented his servants. How he was going to do. What did this guy do? This angel. The prophet saw his voice. Shake the pillars in the temple. When he heard, Holy, holy, holy. Lord, God Almighty. And the building shook. And the heart again. Holy, holy, holy. Lord, God Almighty. And the building shook. Isaiah said, Woe is me. A prophet. (laughs) A vindicated prophet. Born the prophet, the major prophet of the Bible. And he said, Woe is me, for my eyes have seen the glory of God. Look at that prophet humbling himself. A prophet, the man that the Word of God came to. But when he saw a vision in action, he said, Woe is me, for I'm standing so close to see the Lord's presence. Our modern American people can see it happen and walk away and laugh at it. When he saw a vision be made manifest, a manifested vision, oh God have mercy on this sinful world. A manifested vision, he cried out, 
me, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. I'm all undone. There's nothing good about me. Well, you say, bless God, I belong to the Presbyterian Methodist Baptist Pentecostal, but I don't have to sit and listen to such stuff. What a difference there is. What a difference. And remember, this prophet called from his birth, vindicated, predestinated to his office, and is seeking truth. And he'd been with the king. He saw the works of God be manifested. But when an open vision come, instead of exalting him, he said, Woe is me. I'm all undone. I'm being for it now. For my eyes have seen the glory of God. And we can see the glory of God and we'll go around and say, a bunch of holy rollers. People, it's crazy. No wonder we don't get nowhere. I remember I told you when I come down here, say something that'll help people. Yeah, we must re-reverence that. We must give it just uh, uh, every bit of uh, respect that we can. When we see an open vision from God, speak forth and know it's the truth. Woe is me, said Isaiah. I'm in a building here tonight, or today, or whenever it was, and I see the glory of God. I see an angel speak, and I see something move. And I look up there, and I see God manifested right here. Woe is me, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among the unclean people. Watch what happened. Oh, what did he do? He showed the Isaiah, the prophet, that man shall be honorable, shall be reverent in his presence. Revel in, humble, and then get in action. That's right. Strike in action. Like the woman at the well. <laughs> when she saw something happen, yeah. brother, she had two wings. <laughs> she got away with them right quick. She come out there to Jacob's well to get some of that contaminated water that this arguing about. <laughs> but when she got a drink out of that fountain of life, she went in action right quick. She didn't say, Sir, please tell me where you got your education. Where did you get this stuff at? How'd you learn it? Uh, how'd you know that I had five husbands? How'd you know what was wrong with me? How'd you know I was a woman of sin? How'd you know these things? She never questioned. She said, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. We know when Messiah comes, he'll tell us these things. Oh, my. She recognized it by the Scripture. And she said, I know when the Messiah cometh, he'll tell us these things. Hmm. He said, I'm he. She went in action. <laughs> right down into the city, she went as hard as she could go. Said, come see a man who told me the things that I've done. Isn't this the very Messiah? When she saw truth, she didn't try to pack the ball, but she was sure giving some, some a lot of respect. <laughs> and she was sure giving a lot of support. <laughs> so she went down to town and said, you come see. <laughs> you don't believe it, come go with me. I feel like a holy roller tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. My, if that's the way you feel being a holy roller, let me be one. Yes, sir. I know he's right. I know he's here. I know that same Messiah. I know that same God. That same Christ is right here in this little hot building tonight. I prove it to you. Amen. Amen. Look at that angel of the Lord standing around a corner right over a man sitting over here. His name is a reverend. Mr. Whip. He's from up in Virginia. Right. 
suffering with a nervous breakdown. If you believe with all your heart, you can go home and be made well. Do you believe it, sir? All right. Go home. Get well. Your nervous breakdown's finished. His name's Morai. He comes from Illinois. He's got rectal trouble. If you believe that, sir, do you believe it? I'm a stranger to you. If you believe that, she'll leave you. When the coal of fire had touched the prophet, making him as pure as pure could be, when the voice of God said, Who'll go for us? Then he answered, here am I, send me. No matter what the persecution is, no matter what the cross is, send me, Lord, here am I. No matter how many turns you down, how many this, that, the other, send me. He's that same Messiah. He's right here now. I see him again. Amen. What is it? That woman went in action. She got them wings and began to fly. She got in action right quick. When the Apostle Peter, when he took God at his word one day out on a sea, he'd fished all night and hadn't taken nothing. And Jesus come to him and said, cast your net on the other side of the boat. He said, Lord, I'm a fisherman. I know when they bite and when they don't. I know where they are and where they're not. But I fished all night and haven't even taken a minute. Now, if you say cast on, I know there's no fish there, but at your word, Lord, I'm going to lay down the net. What did he do? He went in action. Amen. 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 There's a pool full of water. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, it's time to get in action. If you're just a church member and don't know God by the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's time to get in action. Right? Cover your face. Reverence. Cover your feet in humility and bow your knees and go in action. (laughs) You don't know God, get in action. When the blind man who couldn't see, when Jesus spoke to him and spit on some mud and put it in his eyes and got him to heal, heal when he did, he went in action. He spread his fame. He didn't try to pack the ball, but brother, he spread his fame throughout all the regions around about. <laughs> what did he do? He got in action. One time a blind man was healed and said, that man's a sinner. You don't even know him. He said, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. But this one thing I do know, where he has once blind, I can now see. What did he do? He got in action. <laughs> That's what the church needs. Get in action. We got too much farm. We got too much world dignity. We need to get in action. Amen. <laughs> he spread his fame abroad everywhere. The people at Pentecost, they didn't know very much. They couldn't sign their own names, some of them. They're scared. They got in the upper room. But one day, what did they do? They went up there in obedience to His Word. They took His Word. All the people today would just take His Word. Then they'll get in action. Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem. Luke 24, 49. You shall receive the Holy Ghost after this, the promise. After this, the Holy Ghost come up on you, then you'll be witness to me. Acts 1, 8. Luke 24, 49 said, Behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but wait up at the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. How long? One hour, two hours, ten days, four months, six months. Does make any difference? Until. How long is that? Just until. When you ask God for anything, stay right there until. Hey. 
something and say, hmm, that's pretty good. Oh, my. Don't look very much like a seraphim that lives close to God. <laughs> that's right. A messenger that's even closer to God. You become his child on beyond the brazing altar. The seraphim's at the brazing altar. But you as a son or daughter go right into the presence of God. You don't have to go through any priest and all these things. He is your priest. Yeah. Right there in his presence as sons and daughters. Brother... I believe we got more than two wings. <laughs> Amen. We got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's right. But we ought to be in action with reverence and humility. Not in action to try to push something on somebody, but with such reverence and humility that we could go in action and say, Woe is us. We have seen the presence of the Almighty. We've seen visions happen. Just what He said. The works that I do shall you do also. More than this shall you, for I go to my Father. We've seen more happen as ever wrote in, well, we see more happen in one meeting with them things that were wrote in the Bible. Right. More in one meeting that was wrote in the 33 and a half years of his life. That's right. Think of it. We've seen it with our eyes. We've seen it happen. We've seen it foretold come to pass. Watch it. Lame, blind, halt, withered. Things foretold. It happens exactly on the dot. Never fail. Brother, that ought to put us in action with humility and reverence. From plumb back yonder in the Bible times when the pillar of fire hung over Israel and it was made flesh and dwelt among us. I come from God and return to God. St. Paul saw it and fell on his face. A great teacher like Paul taught under Gamaliel, watered in the dust and cried, Lord, Lord, who are you? I'm ready to go. A great man, what he was, a scholar. And he humbled himself because he saw the pillar of fire. Not only do we see it with our eyes moving among us, but we even got it in scientific. Yeah. Yeah. That ought to put us in action. Yeah. We see it do the same things it did back there. It does it yet today. Amen. The promise of the Father. Amen. My, what is it? It comes to vindicate the Word, the proof Amen. the Word is so. Yeah. That ought to put the church in action. Praise Don't you think Lord. so? Yeah. With two, he covered his face in reverence. Two, he covered his feet, humility. And with two, he went to work. <laughs> Away he went. Put him in action. Now we ought to be in action in respect to the Word. We ought to be telling people. 
Signs of His coming appearing everywhere. We sit, push out in the Word. We hear the Holy Spirit come tell us certain things is fixing to happen. No more than 20 years ago, right in this same building, it told of President Kennedy coming in. It told exactly what would take place, that the women and so forth that put this fellow in, and exactly what he would be. And we noted all along and told just exactly what would happen. And here it is today. And here's that conference coming up, the Federation of Church and all coming together. Why don't they put us in action? Right. Mm-hmm. Word by word, as he spoke, it's been fulfilled right by us. It should put us in action. Like the prophet, we have seen the outcoming or the oncoming of the going away, the denial, exaltations of the denominations lose their places. Like Isaiah stood there. He was a, a denominational man to start with. He leaned upon the king because he was a good man. But he seen what self-exaltation did to him. It took him off forever. And we've seen what self-exaltation of denomination has done to the church. It's stuck the so-called denominational church out of the ring forever. Amen. Tell me when one ever rose up after it fell. Where's it at? Look back through the histories and see any church that ever fell. As soon as it organized, it fell, and it never did come back again. Uzziah never did return to the temple again. He was a leper the rest of his days and was buried a leper. Yes, sir. Now, the prophet saw what that did. He saw that what that exaltation did. Why, we are, nearly ever, nobody can come into our denominations unless it takes a, a test before the psychiatrist to see if his IQ is right or not. He has to have a DDD, PhD before he can even come to talk to us. Our boards will not have him if he doesn't. The best, best crowd in the country comes up. Look at the cars that sit around our places. They're Cadillacs and Rickenbackers and so on. We've seen that thing die. We see it dead and the whole thing has become full of uh, imputed many sores. Putified sores, rather, as the Bible calls it. It's all sores all together. It stinks. Right? Spiritually speaking, I'm saying. saying. Mm-hmm. We've seen them lose their hope. A grip on the Word of God and exalt creeds? What did we see it do? Struck with leprosy, unbelief. Huh. My, oh my. Like Uzziah tried to take the place of his anointed, of anointed office after he'd done been struck and he found he failed it. And we've seen these churches try to take the place of the anointed office to preach the Word of God and become bumfuzzled with it. Amen. They don't know what to do. Amen. Put the Word out before them, they don't know what to do. So we believe that was for another day. What is it? They're confused. How can you hold the office of God's anointed and deny His anointed a Word which is Himself in Word form? How can you deny the Word is right and then still say that you're anointed with the Spirit? The only thing that will manifest the Word of God is the Holy Ghost itself. When He, the Holy Ghost, will come, He'll take these things to mind and show them. Amen. Right. How can you take the place of anointed office and belong to a creed or denomination? They're dead. The thing to do is fall down and cry out, Lord God, I'm a man of unclean lips. Yes, sir. Them denominations try to take the place of the Holy Church. We believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heavens and earth, and Jesus Christ, His Son. We believe in the Holy Roman Catholic Church and all these different things. We believe in communion of saints. 
I believe in the communion of Christ. Amen. Yes, sir. I believe saints are in glory, sure. But I believe we have one mediator between God and man. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Poke that stuff. Here the Bible contradicts that. They say, well, that's the Bible. That's God. Amen. The Word was God. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. Now the Word's in our flesh. Make itself manifested. Anointed by the Holy Ghost. Time to go in action. Brian. The effects of the vision upon the prophet, oh my, caused him to confess that he was a sinner. Anointed prophet. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm wrong. I've done wrong. I'm unclean myself. He's a sinner. He confessed his sin. Yes, sir. Caused a prophet of God to confess that he was a sinner. That's what the vision done. Some DDD PhD will laugh at it. <laughs> Supposed to be some hierarchy of some church. <laughs> you hear what the Cardinal said in that newscast today? He said, There is some that teaches that the return of the Lord is coming soon. He says, Of course, we'll have to get rid of that bunch. <laughs> we want a, a unionized world religion. Just exactly. You people, don't you fall asleep now. The thing's closer than you think. This fellow's just about that one that doesn't know Joseph, you know. Uh, what's come in just as tricky as it can be. They got the whole right here, that last place where they'd form an image to it, but taking the Confederation of Church and make it speak just the same as the beast did, and give it power to persecute all the godly people. And will change the times and laws of God. Just exactly what it says. We'll get to that later. It's too late tonight, but... Well, you, you know it anyhow. <laughs> yes, sir. It caused him, caused him to confess himself to be a sinner. Well, if it be a so-called today, they'd say, well, I'm Dr. So-and-so. I heard a bishop say, when I get up to heaven, you know what I'm going to do? Said, I'm going to, to uh, Jesus and say, you know who I am? I'm Bishop So-and-so. He said, yes, I've heard my mother speak of you. <laughs> The people that believe the Bible is like wading through muddy water. You don't know where you're going. But you think that He is my guide. I'm preaching on that tomorrow night. That's right. He'll guide you through all the muddy waters there is to go through. All the dangerous shoals, all the high places and low places, wherever it is, He will guide me over this river. Amen. Oh, yes, sir. He'll guide. When death comes, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. If I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I fear no evil, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, they said, there he is. Yeah, oh, if I take the wings of the morning, fly away, there he is. <laughs> He's always before me, shall I not be moved. Oh, yeah. oh, my. Take them wings and go in action now. Yes, sir. This prophet went in action right quick, too. He went to his knees. And he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. Then as soon as he confessed, then come the cleansing. you got to confess first. Mm-hmm. I want you to notice, when this prophet, think of it, a, a man that stood with the federal government, a vindicated prophet, and as soon as he saw that first vision, he never saw visions before. He had otherwise, he uh, felt the leading of God and went according to the word, but this time was an open vision, and he screamed, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I, all these people are unclean. Woe is me, because I see the glory of God made manifest. 
And we just look at it, we ought to be flying away. I'm a man of unclean lips. He went down at the altar. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips, Lord. What can I do? What can I do? For I have seen you manifested right here. I see an angel shake the thing. I see him speak and something move back up. I hope you're not asleep. Oh, my. Speaking, something happened. Boy! What happened? And we find out he confessed his sin. And just as soon as he done it, this great voice that had been speaking flew down, tucked his hands, tucked the tongs, picked up a coal, placed it up on his hand, come laid up on Isaiah's lips and cleansed him. Notice! He never sent him off to get a Ph.D. degree. He never gave him a book of rules to learn. But he, God was showing the prophet that his cleansing power was by fire off the altar. Yeah. Amen. God's cleansing power today is not recite a creed or join a church. It's the power of the Holy Ghost and fire that comes down and cleanses a man from all of his unbelief. Amen. God's way of cleansing a prophet is by fire, not by creed. What would the prophet know about a creed? He's going to be used of God. The word was going to be made manifest through him. So he couldn't give him a creed. He'd be holding on to that creed. So he took the fire off the altar and cleansed the prophet. Confession first. Then cleansing us by the fire. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, watch. Confession first. Cleansing second. Commission third. There you are. First confessing I'm wrong. Second cleansing. Justification. Sanctification. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Confession. Cleansing. Commissioning. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. These signs will follow them, I believe. Amen. After confession come cleansing. After cleansing comes commissioning. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. No matter what people said, he finally, that precious little prophet, died under persecution by being sawed to pieces with a saw. Huh. Remember, it was when Isaiah made his confession that he was wrong. He'd been altogether wrong. He'd been leaning upon his creed. See? Leaning upon the, the man. A man-made affair. He saw a king that was a great man. He was a religious man. But he saw that all men will fail. See? But when he changed that and looked up here and saw a vision who God was, then he said, I want to confess. I'm wrong. Them old creeds won't work no more because they're done dead and failed. See? They're leprosy stricken. But I've seen the glory of God made manifest. A creed can't manifest that. A creed can't say it that way. A creed can't do it that way. It takes Christ to do it that way. And as soon as he saw that, he said, Now, I've been altogether wrong, Lord. And then come the cleansing. Then come the commission. Oh, my. It was then that the cleansed Isaiah when God called, Who will go for me? It was Isaiah that said, Lord, here am I. Send me. The cleansed prophet. Oh, don't you see? Influence. Don't take the influence of Marthella. I hope that's not a name in here. Don't take the names of, of uh, uh, the influence of some little um, uh, girl that goes to high school with you or a common schooler, the next door neighbor that cuts her hair and wears shorts. Don't take that influence. Don't take the influence of some creeded pastor that would deny the Word of God and give you a creed. Don't take that influence. 
but stand there until you see the glory of God fall. See something move by its effects and see it happen just the way that God said it. Then cry out, oh, is me, Lord. I've been wrong. Cleanse me now, Lord. Cleanse me. Spirit of the living God falls fresh on me. When the coal of fire had touched the prophet, making him as pure as pure could be, when the voice of God said, Who will go for us? Then he answered, Master, here am I. Send me. He was ready. He saw something. Yes, sir. Millions now in sin and shame are dying. Listen to their sad and bitter cry. Hasten, brother, hasten to their rescue. Quickly answer. Master, here am I. Something's got to be done. It's later than we think it is. May the vision of God so influence the people that they might see that the same God was in the temple as Isaiah is the same God in His holy place today. He's in the holy place of the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. He once was flesh. Now He's Spirit moving among His people showing Himself alive. Not a dead creed but a living Christ. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, Isaiah, quickly answer. Master, here send me. Let us pray. With our heads bound. When the coal of fire had touched the prophet, making him as pure as pure could be, when the voice of God said, Who'll go for us? Then he answered, here am I, send me together. Speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord. Speak, and I'll be quick to answer thee. Speak, my Lord, speak, my Lord. Speak, and I'll It might be your neighbor. It might be the woman you work with, the man you work with. But there are millions now in sin and shame are dying. And creeds and denominations. Oh, listen to their sad and bitter cry. Hasten, brother, hasten to their rescue. Quickly answer, Master, here am I. Speak my I saw a vision from the Lord. I saw it happen. Can I'll be quick to answer? He's already spoke now. Speak, my Lord. Speak, my Lord. Speak, and I will answer. Lord, send As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word. To know, Father, that we are influenced by spirits out of that are beyond the physical. And as we are told, Lord, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, 
We pray, Father, may, as Paul taught us, that in times past we yielded our members, Lord, unto unrighteousness. We pray, give us the strength to yield our members to righteousness, that, Lord, we might be found to be living according to your will and to your purpose. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.